Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. This is very exciting. I want you to run to the store really fast right now, get the party hats, uh, get the candles, start baking that cake. This is episode number 98, my friends. We are getting so close to that 100th birthday, and we are very excited. We've got something special planned, so stay tuned over the next couple of episodes. Well, I should say in a couple of episodes for something special for episode number 100. Today, we are going to be talking about communication. I know this is like one of the number one things that people come to therapy about and they ask therapists about or they read books about. I mean, it's just a massive topic, but specifically, we're going to be talking about communication and and communicating meaning. So like when you're saying something like, what do you mean by that? If you've been in the world at all, um, and maybe you're just starting to come out from the pandemic, you're like, hello, everybody, I forgot how to communicate. Um, Then this is for you, because if you've noticed, other people are not you. They're very different from you. And that can be very wonderful and also very confusing, because as you're trying to communicate, Uh, you have these differences between you and other people that you have to kind of sort out through communication. So we're going to kind of break that down and give you some tips on how to do that. And, And ultimately, I think also this can help you in therapy as well, because maybe it can bring some awareness to some of the ways that you communicate that maybe are not very effective, or maybe it'll give you some tools of things that you need to to talk about with your therapist about how the two of you are communicating in session to improve your work together between therapist and client. So um, we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, I want you to set everything down. Um, I guess you can return from the grocery store and with the candles and the cake and, you know, hit bake and all that kind of stuff. But also set everything else down, pull out your phone and head on over to the Apple Podcast Store. Go to the Shrinking Podcast. That's us. And we want you to leave us a review. We we've gotten some great feedback from people that this has been helpful. We hope it's been helpful for you. And if it has been then we would love to to get your five-star review. Um, if you're thinking about like a four-star review or anything lower, give that some good thought. You want to make sure that <laughs> you want to make sure that's exactly what you want to do. If you forget, that's fine too. <laughs> Just come back around with a five-star review and uh, let us know how much you enjoy and benefit from our podcast. So head on over to the Apple Podcast Store, the Shrink Think Podcast, leave us a review, rate us. We appreciate you listening. So, Nathan, get us started. When we talk about communication in relationships, why the heck is it so difficult? And I know even even as I say that, I'm like, there are many times where you and I are talking about something and you explain something and I'm like, I don't really know what you're saying. (laughs) I don't know if there's many times. I imagine I'm probably understandable right off the bat, but we'll just pretend. Also, I want to say, too. We are assuming that these people are not narcissists and they actually do care what other people might think. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just was thinking earlier when you were introducing, I was like, what if you were a narcissist? You'd be like, there's other people. 
<laughs> I didn't. These I thought they were just little robots that I controlled. <laughs> anyway, I think the issue a lot of times is the biggest one I think that I run into is actually validation. But the reason why I run into it is because people are trying to understand what, what each other mean. And there's a lot of assumption that's happening. Usually people are, are so intent on trying to get across their own message or whatever it is that it, that until they feel understood, they're not really open to hearing what the other person is saying. So, and I think that's where a lot of confusion happens because we have to intentionally slow down and then start to ask questions. And, and as I've said before, force yourself up into curiosity and go, okay, what is, what are you actually saying? Okay. Now that might sound really simple, but in my experience working with people, that's actually a gigantic first step. And, or rather I should say, that's actually a second step moving into curiosity and asking the question, okay, what are you actually trying to say is the second thing that needs to happen because the first thing is an obstacle that we encounter in ourselves. And that's when you're talking I'm thinking about what I'm going to say in return. Right. And so if that's the case, I cannot I'm not in curiosity. and It's impossible for me to be curious about what you're saying, because I'm so preoccupied in my own head with what I want to say or or even interpreting what you're saying, like, oh, I think you mean this or, oh, you're wrong about that or or maybe you don't know this or whatever. I'm like retorting. And so it, essentially, I'm not even following what you're saying. I'm not I don't understand what you mean. Um, and therefore I cannot even move into any kind of a question mode. Well, and the other piece of that pie is that you can't understand in that scenario. We call that the inner lawyer where you're developing your argument ahead of time when the person's saying there's a conversation style that I teach people and it, it is designed the way that it's designed highlights all of these kind of deficiencies of what happened. It just happens in the room. It's kind of actually funny in a way, like, cause, because I tell people up front, Hey, this is probably going to happen at some point. And we're going to laugh about it. Like, we're not going to try to freak out about it. And and I think everybody's like, in their mind, like, nope, not going to happen to me. I'm totally going to I'm gonna kill it. Like all you competitors out there. And like, you're like, you're actually defending yourself right now. <laughs> so, but, but what happens is uh, you have to, there's a, there's a point in this that we have to mirror back what the person's saying. And um, the, the inner lawyer will make that impossible. Like, I'll say, okay, what, you know, it's your turn to say what, what they said. And they'll be like, I, well, you, I've, well, you started, I don't know. Then they'll, <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes it's crazy. I, like I'll hear people repeat back um, something like, oh, like each, everybody wants to be a lawyer or something. And you're like, no, like those were some of the words that were said, but that's not at all what the person was communicating. And you can tell it was like a very, very, like a shallow cursory listening uh, job that was done. And that when that's reflected back, it's like, oh, that's all you got was the, the kind of like the basic words that were communicated. Yeah. The, the other thing that I'll have people do with that, and we, we're going to get more specific with, with what you can do and how you can be different. I'm just trying to highlight a little bit right now of why we're even not why we're talking about this, but like the, the cool factor of like, Hey, if you can learn through this and suck your own self up and, you know, calm yourself down and listen, you're going to, a lot of stuff's going to change in your conversation. But I, I will tell people, look, more often than not, and I would say, I actually have never seen it. Whatever you think you want to say, you're not going to want to say by the time the person's done, 
it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I would say as the, if that's you, um, you're the listener, like what, what you're saying essentially, Nathan is like, you're, um, you're going to want to respond with something. And if whatever you think you're going to respond with, you're not going to want to respond with once you actually understand. And I guess to add to that, I would say as a listener, you are going to be surprised after you take our advice here and, and try these little tools and techniques. When you're done, you will realize there is a lot that you did not know that you didn't know. So Nathan, if you're communicating and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this response. What this means is like, by the time I'm done actually understanding what you mean by what you're saying, I'm probably not going to want to say whatever I was going to say. And I'm going to learn something significant that I had no idea. And there's no way I could have known because as a, as a different person than you, you were telling me something about yourself or about your experience or whatever that that's like, it's like, there's no way I could have known, right? Because it's in your brain and your experience and you maybe hadn't shared it before. And I'm now learning or being exposed to it for, for the first time or, or in a new way. And I want to highlight, as you're saying that you, some of you folks out there might be thinking in terms of, of might have people in your mind that you kind of know a bit, you know? Um, and by that, I mean, you know, them, you might call them a friend, you might call them an acquaintance. But we're talking about this situation being true, even with folks that you've known for 20 years. And the reason why I say that is because actually, when you know a person longer, you make a lot more assumption about what it is that they're going to say, because you know them, right? So they wouldn't be saying X, Y, Z. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is even if in those cases, if you do know what the other person means, you can't just skip past that. Because let me I'll put this in context again. If I know what you mean, Nathan but I haven't conveyed that, then you don't know that I know, right? You're thinking like, I'm trying to send this message. And over here, Aaron, I'm like, Nathan, I already know. And you're like, well, but I don't know that you know, Aaron, but because I haven't even shared it or I haven't even really expressed it well. And I'm like, but I already know. And even if I'm right, again, it's what I tell people is don't tell people, don't tell the other person that, you know, share what you know. Because then that's exposing what you've heard and what you understand about the other person so that they can kind of fact check it and be like, oh, yeah, wow, you do understand. Okay, thanks for I didn't know that you knew, but now I do. Thanks for sharing. Well, and when somebody's talking, this is true for you and you're trying to convey something. It's novel to you in some way, in some way, (laughs) in some way it's new to you. Right. And if the other person thinks like, oh, like if you're hearing back, like, yeah, I know. And then you're like, you, you, you sit there and think. No, because it's new to me and you can't know what I am just now figuring out. It'd be like, yes, it'd be like, Nathan, if you were like, Aaron, I think I just realized I'm a verbal processor. You're like, I know. You're like, no, no, no. It's this is a really big deal. I'm like, I already know. <laughs> it's like it might be new to you. And the novelty of it is kind of what's important. That's what you're trying to communicate. And if I'm the other person, just being like, oh, I know, like that's not really doing it justice. Right. So the and really what we're talking about in communication, it's all about relationship. It's being connected. And when you're saying there is a weird irony there, even using your your example, because essentially another way to interpret what you're saying is, is you saying like, I'm connected to you. I already know that. But I would be over here going like, I don't feel like you're connected to me. You don't really get what I'm saying. And even though the fact of the matter is we're both right. The experience that we're trying to share 
is not connected to. So like in that way, I, I, no one's connected like in that. Well, in that example, you would not be connected to my experience. So the idea is how can you connect to the experience and to the words and to the meaning of what this person is trying to say in whatever it happens to be? Yeah. So let me just kind of frame this in a, in a kind of a basic communication framework. It's not going to be overcomplicated. I want to keep it really, really simple. Um, because in some ways communication is very simple and in other ways, what I'm getting at is you're listening to a podcast and you don't want to be like overwhelmed with formulas or whatever. So what I would say is in communication, you've got somebody that's trying to send a message and the other person that's simply trying to receive the message. So Nathan, if you're communicating a message, then you're using words to share something and you have a meaning that is attached to those words. Now, those words might mean something different to me, the listener, but it's my job to understand what you mean by those words, not what I think you mean, right? Because those are my ideas of it. Like when you say you're a verbal processor, I'm thinking you like to talk out loud and, you know, whatever. And you might be meaning, no, I need to see what's in front of me to understand what I've missed and so that I can speak to that thing. And I'm like, that's a meaning that you have that I don't know that. I never would have thought of that's different from me as a listener, but it's my job to receive that message. And sometimes it can be difficult, right? So this is where it gets complicated, where you're trying to communicate something, or if you're a listener, you're trying to hear everything and it can get a little bit convoluted, but if you can keep it simple in terms of, okay, you're trying to tell me something and you have a meaning and I need to understand what is that meaning that you're trying to communicate? Even using those words in communication, like, okay, I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but I'm not sure I know what you mean by that. What does that mean to you? Right. Yeah. Just taking, taking the, it's really hard. I guess the thing that we were talking about earlier and that we're going to try to coach you through right now is stopping yourself. Like what you're saying, just kind of as a listener, here's the deal, by the way, if they are talking and you are not. You are the listener. <laughs> right. like, that probably didn't need to be stated, but maybe we should. <laughs> like, if you, if you have like things going back and forth, you could feel. I'm just. I'm saying that because I want you to try to. I'm trying to help you slow down. So you sit there in the moment and go, okay, what words are the person is the person saying? The only thing that you can trust right off the bat is their words. That's all you've got. You can't assume what they're gonna do with their words. Because they're they're in like let's say their first or second sentence with you, you do not know where they're going. You know that they're they're starting with this. So that means that you are safe to use their words with them. You could say, oh, so what you're saying is, and then use their words. And it is very hard um, to not interpret, it, and because you don't really want to try to do that at first, you want to just try to to understand what they're saying by telling them I'm tracking you basically what is what you're doing like you're like tracking them through the forest yeah and i guess it's worth saying at this juncture when you're talking about um using words i think there are a couple of different kinds of people people that communicate literally and then people that might communicate more figuratively so for example if i say um what is it i have nothing to wear this is like a classic example like a a, a gender difference communication thing um, when a man says, I have nothing to wear, he means, for example, literally all of his clothes are dirty. And if you open his drawers and look in his closet, there's nothing there. Like <laughs> I need to do laundry. Right. So what he means is 
I need to do some laundry, right? Um, however, when a woman says, I have nothing to wear, you open her drawers, look in her closet. There's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> there are tons of things there. And it's like, well, what about this? Well, no, it's not the right season. Well, what about that? No, the colors aren't really matching my shade of tan right now. Or that was for when my hair was this length. Or I'm just not feeling it. Or it's like, you do have clothes. You have plenty of things to wear. So what you mean is I don't feel comfortable in any of the things that I wear and I need to go shopping <laughs> and get something else. So even right there in this like ridiculous example, you've got a couple people or two different kinds of people where one is using words to convey literally that meaning and maybe another kind of a person. And it doesn't have to be male, female. That's just kind of an example. But um, you've got another person who's communicating kind of figuratively like, well, what I mean by that is this. And so you kind of have to listen or maybe even ask questions to understand, well, what is that deeper meaning beyond just those literal words? And in the beginning, um, you're safe to still say the words like, oh, so you have nothing to wear. And then the person, went, yeah. And then they keep going, right? Either In either case, if you're using their words, my point is um, you're still safe. As soon as you start to go it start to react to those, uh, you're not safe. As you're, meaning <laughs> you're going to probably be wrong and the conversation is going to go not to where it needs to go because the person's going to spend all this time trying to explain to you what they actually mean. And they will either a feel like that you don't get it or B just give up because um, it's not worth it. And maybe you even spin into a fight because you never listen or whatever's going on. So just highlighting the big picture where I like to take this and I don't know where, you, you know, where you might want to fill in or, do it differently, Aaron. But for me, it's like I tell people through this, do the do the words. And then the next phase is do the validation. And then the next phase is like connect with empathy. So just walking people through how you're understanding the message that the person's going to receive as you've reflected back saying, oh, so so you have nothing to wear. And the other person's like, yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess I technically do because I have shirts and clothes, but I don't have anything for this event. And you would say, okay, so I guess you technically do, but you really don't have anything for this event. And they'll get to a point where they won't say anything because they conveyed that they're done with whatever they're saying. At that point, you're looking to validate them, which is just logical. It's like not, and this validation piece, as I started, we started the show is a big deal. Right. Because a lot of people at this point want to say, okay, check, I've I've reflected back that I understand now I can move to me communicating something. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Right. Cause you have not kind of closed the book with this other person yet. Yeah. So the, the validation is like, it's straight in log. It's straight logical. Basically what you're doing is you're jumping in the other person's shoes and you're saying kind of like, you're looking around from their perspective and going and from everything that you know about them already. So if you know them, for a long time, this is where that would matter. And you might say like, oh, I know like you, you, I know that you take your, the way that you dress very seriously and you try to be very specific about what you're wearing to different events. It makes sense that, that, that you, this is important to you. It sounds like, you know, that I, I don't know what you want to do, but it sounds like uh, this is something that you wanted to talk to me about or whatever. And the, and then the interesting thing is when you're, when you're validating that, if if the person has more to say at that point, like it's a, kind of an inspirational thing because they feel like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. You get it. They keep going. They'll start something like that they want to add to it. But the truth is, it's still the same message. It's still the same thing. So it's still not your turn to say anything yet. Right, exactly. And if you don't know the person that well, or if you're still getting to know them, then this is where just asking some of those questions comes in, right? Having some curiosity of like, oh, um, why is that such a big deal to you that you, you know, look this way or you, you spend so much time on this for this event? It might seem obvious to the other person, but you don't know them and you don't know how big of a deal it is. So asking that question of like, yeah, what does this mean to you um, can really allow the other person to communicate that meaning in a more direct way. And it and um, it focuses the conversation at that point because it, it focuses what they what they don't know. So when they feel kind of that understanding and validation and, and honestly, with the validation component to say one more thing about that, it is. Some it is very difficult. That's where you're really putting yourself aside because, and it it feels like you might be agreeing with them. If they told you like, "Yeah, you were really mean to me, and I can't believe you said those things," and blah 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 blah. Now what you're saying in validation is is something like, "So, so you uh, you've experienced me being really mean to you, and you really don't know why I said any of those things, and that makes sense because I did say X Y Z." And from your perspective, that's what it meant. This, they're like, yes, it did. Of course, you meant that. And it's like you're saying, like, yeah, and I totally agree with you. But you're not saying that, right? You're saying I agree with how you experienced it. That's totally valid. And from your point of view, yes, I can see why that would have impacted you in that way. Absolutely. And even you can hopefully you can have some empathy of like, oh wow, that would be awful. You know, if that's what you heard me say, ugh, that would be like you know, a knife to the, to the heart kind of a thing. I'm so sorry you experienced it that way. Right. And that's the next phase, right? There's the empathy when the person goes, yes. Like the thing is at that point when they feel understood and then you say to them something like, man, I imagine you might've felt like you've already said hurt, but you're like, it it seems like it could be irritable. You could be confused of how I would even think to say something Mm -hmm. like that. And you kind of, what I'll tell people is try to list out all the emotions you think they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. At that point, it'll feel like they you will hit it out of the park. I mean, if you can get there. Yeah. And just to kind of round this out, I know we're kind of moving in to this territory of like, you know, a two way communication, because at that point, we've only dealt with your you sending the message. Now, me as a listener um, in this case where I've done something or said something, uh, my hope would be that after you've been heard and understood, you would want to open up to me and say, well, what is it that you were intending to say? Or, okay, so that's not what you were trying to do or trying to say, well, what were you trying to do? Or what were you trying to say? And so now the script is flipped. The person, Nathan, if you're the communicator, now you turn into the listener. Now you want to have that curiosity, right? Because we both want to have the curiosity about one another's experiences and what we both mean by the different things that we're saying. This whole idea of communication and making sure that we're understanding the message or following the message, it is a natural outcropping for the person. Once they feel heard and empathize with, they will want to know what just happened because the relationship is important. That's why they said this in the first place. So it kind of is a natural flip after that point. Yeah. And what the really, the aim of all that is shared meaning, right? I know your meaning, you know, my meaning, and now we have shared meaning together. With that, we know there's a lot to it. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 
or wherever you get your podcast to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 